My God at hand, saith the Lord, is not a God afar off. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Said the Lord, Do not I fill the heaven and earth, saith the Lord. Glad for every visitor in the house of the Lord. First time you're only visitors once. After that, you're my friend. You belong. Welcome home. Lord, bless this service. Everyone that's here, we want you, Jesus, to guide us right now. Guide our families. Guide our minds, our thinking. As the song said, we're free. Free to worship you. Which many don't enjoy that freedom and that liberty. We're thankful for it. Bless our children and their children, children to come. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. My title is Hiding from God. Hiding from God. Now, I don't mind sharing my own story with you. If I talk about you, you may sue me. So, if I talk about me, you can't sue me. When I was a kid growing up, I had to go to church without wandering out. I had to go. And there were times because of business uh, engagement, they, they, they wouldn't go, but they'd send me. And when they sent me, I had friends that take me to the movie. And I went to the movie and came back on time when church should be over. And I'm not advertising what you guys should be doing now. Don't follow my bad advice. I'll tell you what I did wrong. And I went out there to the movies and I came home and there was no hiding place because seemed like my guardian had an extra sense of perception of what was going on. My brother and I decided to call her the witch because she could always sense out like some canine what I'm doing wrong. It's no use being lying because I found out later it was God showing what I was doing, where I was hiding. But there was no hiding place. Not to mention the fact that the strap came out, and I carry the stripes more than the United States flag has. Had more stripes than you could put in a flag. I'm sure if she was over here, they'd lock her up for child abuse. But over there, there's no such thing, so... There's no hiding place. No, no, no hiding place. They always sniff us out and always knew when I did wrong. So lying didn't help and hiding didn't help. Now, you know, you kids always play hide and go seek. Every kid plays that. Every kid have a special hideout that nobody knows but just their friend. And in that hideout, uh, they go look for their friend and they can't find them. Because it's a special hiding place. And so it's a secret place. Every kid eventually have a hiding place where they hide away. And so we grew up in Hollywood and we try to do the same thing. And let's face it, in life we are involved in a situation that sometimes we want to hide. The reason why people have cosmetic is to hide defects. The reason why the cosmetic, cosmetician does so well they want to hide defects. They want to hide them. 
Now, you can't judge if it's wrong or right. I'm going to say what they do. They hide defects so you don't see it. And so you can't tell what's there because it's well hid. And also, uh, people hide things on the job. People steal things and they hide them in the vehicle. Some homes are filled with stolen goods uh, from the workplace. They could become a staple, a private staple business. They got so much they stocked away that they hid. And they never get found out. And so we grew up in life, we, we try to hide from one another. We try to hide defects. We try to hide weaknesses. We try to hide threats. When a guy is courting a girl, he's the perfect specimen of life. But he's hiding something. She also dressed as if she's Cinderella, who found her shoe. But she's also hiding that she wear a size 7. <laughs> and she may shrink her feet with a little vinegar to look small, but really, she's, she's hurting. Ladies, you remember many years ago, ladies used to wear, uh, is it crinoline or crinoline, what do you call that? Well, they used to put them on this way. And, and draw the rope and they get all tight. And they go to parties and can hardly breathe. They hide the fact that that's not their real shape. We like to hide things. I see men lost hair, have toupee on. You can't tell it doesn't fit too good. Their breeze blow too fast, they're going to get off their head. They hide the fact they're bald. You know, we like to hide things. We, we hide all the time. Amen. And, and, and so, uh, we, we take that into adulthood. But the Bible said here, Can a man hide from God? Every one of us try that. We try to hide from God. We try to hide different things that we feel that will not complement us to God. But the question Jeremiah is asking the people of Israel, Can a man hide from God that God cannot find him? Now, as smart as a dog is, you can get a dog off your track. There are little chemicals you can use to mess him up so he can't sniff you out. And uh, not every dog are successful with the police force to find somebody. Some people are master at hiding. Eudini was a very good one at that in escaping uh, detection. But God, when it comes to God, can we really hide from God? Men and women on the job sometimes get in a situation they shouldn't get into. And they hide it from their family. And some family at home are like a detective, like to sniff through their notebook and to their iPod and read things they shouldn't be reading and cause a big uproar. They couldn't hide it any further. Truth comes to light. But we try to hide from one another. We try to hide in relationship. And we bring that to God. But can we really hide from God? Canada has ceases. The FBI is in the United States. And there's other groups in Europe. They, they hide things. They're a secret thing that nobody knows. But does God know? That's the question. Does God know? Well, we want to tell you something about God before you try to hide from God. God is omniscient. That means He knows all things. Number two... God is omnipresent. If you leave Canaan and go to Russia, you're still not from Him. He's omnipresent. 
And number three, God is omnipotent. God is all-powerful to arrest you if He wants to. God knows your name and your number, and He knows where you live. David, who messed up with Uriah and his family, wrote Psalm 139. You ought to look at it from verse 7 to verse 12. David discovered some things about God. He said, no matter where I go, God, you are there. He said, if I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I descend to the lowest part of hell, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning, you're there. <laughs> if I try to hide in the dark, the dark is like a light to thee. There's no difference between the light and the darkness where God is concerned. Now, most people come on that night and do their evil deeds. You know, the cockroaches always come out. I was in one country, Puerto Rico. We turned the light off, and the wall was covered with cockroaches. You turn the light on, and they all disappear. In a moment. I mean, they can move so fast. You wonder, where do they go, where they came from? But the, the darkness attracted the cockroaches. Amen. And the light chased them away. But David said, the light and the darkness is a light to God. He said, if I go to, to the grave, I'm still not escaping you. You're still there. I feel sorry for those who commit suicide. Expecting them to, you know, get rid of God. Or those who cremate their body, thinking they're throwing the ashes on the sea. That eliminates God. It doesn't happen. There was an atheist one time in the college was teaching a bunch of students, and he said, he wrote on the, on the board, nowhere, he said, God is nowhere. In other words, God does not exist. And so when he turned his back, uh, a professing Christian went there and separated the word W and put, God is now here. In other words, you cannot eliminate God. You may try to ignore Him, but you can't eliminate God. All the records that we think are buried in the sand of amnesia, God said it shall be revived and brought back to face us of the deeds and the opportunity that came to us. He asked the question, do you think I'm just near? Do you think I'm a far off? And I feel sorry for people who don't read the Bible. What was going through the mind of Adam and Eve to make them think they could hide from God? What in the world got in their head that we can hide from thy presence? David said, where can I go from thy presence where you don't exist? Now, here's God trying to play ignorant. Adam, where are you? parents said to their kid, son, where are you? You know where he is, behind the couch. <laughs> but you're acting naive, you know. Trying to give him a little demonstration that you know where he's at. Adam, where are you? He said, well, I'm hiding. No, that, that, that's an understatement. How can you hide from a God in whom we live and move and have our existence? David said, if I don't even have a thought, and I'm about to initiate one, 
You know it. It says all the members of my biology, you were acquainted with them. When I was birthed, you were there. When I breathed my first breath, you were there. And when I breathe the last one, you will be there. And you're going to write the last chapter. He said, Adam, where are you? He said, I'm hiding from your presence. Could he really hide? And God asked a question, a rhetorical question. Have you done what thou shalt not do? Did God need to ask that question? I don't think so. I think God was just giving him a chance to reflect on his own action. Hallelujah. God knew what Cain and Abel was up to. One offered a proper sacrifice and one that was atrocious to God. Now when God said to, to Abraham, Now I know that you love me. Church, did he not know that before? Did he need a demonstration to prove that? Or was it just to prove to the gentleman what's really in his heart? God knows you better than you know yourself. God knows what you're hiding behind. He knows what's under the rug. He knows what's under your pillar. He knows what's in your amnesia chest. And when he's ready, he will highlight it and bring it into counsel. And you will have to give an account to God. You can't say, well, the devil let me do it. It's not going to work. That escapism doesn't work because God holds you responsible. He said, can a man hide from God? I see Jonah. Here's Jonah. We ought to learn from these people. These examples are teaching for us to learn from. Here's Jonah. God said, Jonah, I want you to do a certain action. And Jonah said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do my own thing. And Jonah went on a cruise to go to Spain. And went in the opposite direction. And for a while, got alarmed like a dog on a, on a, on a, on a, on a leash. They ran for a while. Then he tugged it. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a storm came. Of all the ships on the seas, why would God pick that boat that Jonah was on? Because Jonah thought he could flee from the presence of God. You think you're not making a decision for Christ? You may have rather made one already. You don't realize it, but anybody in this bill is not saved. Believe it or not, God says the wrath of God is already on you. It's just not revealed. He that believeth not shall be damned. And he that believeth shall be saved. For the wrath of God is already upon the children of disobedience. You say, well, I don't feel wrath. I don't feel nothing. Delay does not mean denial. It just means that you're not called upon yet to face the accusation of a past that you got to deal with. And so Jonah... Here's Jonah in the bottom of the boat trying to hide from God, just like you're trying to hide your, your problems, just like you're trying to hide your defects and your weaknesses and your failures and your misapplication of life. You're hiding in the bottom of the boat. Well, surely God can't find this. Honey, you're not dealing with a man. You're dealing with an all-knowing God whose eyes is sharper than that of an eagle. There's a God that you can't hide in darkness or in light. It's a light to Him. And He said, Jonah is on that boat. Storm, go and get Him. 
Everybody on top is praying, wondering what's going on. And Jonah said, I'm just secure down here. And the guy said, what do you do here? He says, I'm running from God. Now, church, that's a silly statement. How can you run from God? Where will you run to? <laughs> it's like me being on a boat that said, I'm running from the captain. Oh, I, I said, I jump overboard. <laughs> I look here, we're hiding on that ship. They can find me down my ship. There's no place to go because in Him you live and move and have your being in existence. And so God dug out Jonah and had a fish ready for him. And he went right in that fish. And God didn't miss a mark. He went right in the fish's belly. He said, I don't believe it. That's your problem. But I believe God. The lesson is you cannot run from God. At some point in your life, you've got to face Him. If not now, later. But definitely it will be. It's not a definite maybe. It shall be. But every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. You don't want to confess Him now. You will confess Him later. God give you an open door. You don't take it now, but you will one day wish you had. And so, Jonah, realize you can't run from God. You can't hide your sins from God. Bible says, he that has the sin shall not prosper. But he that confesseth and forsaketh shall find mercy. If there's ever time you need to open up to God, it's now. The window of opportunity is open to you. The door of privilege is now. Now is the acceptable time to seek God while there's mercy and grace and truth which are not merited for. God can give it to you. Because you realize now is the acceptable time. This is your day of salvation. When you hear my voice, harden not your heart, but hearken to the voice of God while there's still time. But you can't run from God forever. At some point, you have to face Him. At some point, you have to make a decision. You know, David committed adultery against his own wife and with another man's wife and hide it. Nobody knew it for a whole 12 months. Silence of God does not mean he's not going to show up. He's giving you time to, to run. We're going to pull that rope eventually. And David thought, well, I did a perfect crime. Nobody knew what I did. Nobody knows what happened. We see, God knows what you did. There's an unseen eye watching you. He watched everything you do, what you say, when you lay down, when you get up, what you're thinking. Even before you start thinking, he's on your trail. He's watching you. And David thought he got off it. Twelve months went by. Nobody knew it. And so God said, okay, it's time to deal with this guy. You see, this time when God comes knocking on your door and says, it's time to deal with a situation here, friend. You've hidden this long enough. I'm going to bring it out to the opening. I'm going to expose you to everybody. I'm going to pull the rug from under you. I'm going to pull the seat off you. Let people know what you really are. What you're hiding behind is not real. And God said, David, I want to tell you a story. Hallelujah. And when the prophet told him the story, David said, that man should die. That man is a horrible man. And the prophet pointed his bony finger and said, Thou art the man. 
You're the one. God said, you think you got off with sin? No, sin is going to be a ruin. David, from now on, the sword is going to follow you to your grave. And David never died without a sword at his tomb. Because God found him out. You see, when you understand that God is always watching you, this just don't make a difference. I don't care if you're in the Caribbean or you're in Europe. My friend, God knows where you are. You never left Him because He's everywhere. Hey, you can't leave Him behind. You can't walk ahead of Him. You're moving in Him. And you got to realize there's unseen eyes watching you. There's an ears listening to what you're saying at your dinner table, in your private room. David says, when my mom was conceiving me in secret... God saw it all. He saw when conception took place. He saw when the trimester took place. He saw when the birth took place. He saw the whole thing. He knows everything about me. You might as well come clean with God. Amen. And David realized you can't hide from God. God said, am I near or far? Don't I fill the heavens? You know, when you really are God conscious, it makes you live differently. Make you live a, you see, a person who didn't read the Bible and deny God, they say God is nowhere. But one who read the Bible said, God is now here. God is everywhere. He's everywhere. He may, he's a silent listener at your dinner table. He's on the job watching you. He watched when you crawl up the ladder. He watched when you go in the foxhole. He watched when you run and hide around the bend. He watched when you go shopping. I mean, he's always watching, not saying a word until he chose to. And the better you understand that you can't hide from God, the better off you'll be. Because you need to settle the account with God now. And don't let that deficit follow you. Because everything that's covered shall be exposed on that great day of revelation. People are going to be in shock and awe that God remember this after so many thousands and thousands of years. God still remember it. He was not dealt with. There's a man called Ahab. He did a terrible thing. He killed a man, a godly man, and took away his vineyard. His wife worked against God's servant and took away the vineyard. And you know what he did? He went home, smiling. Nobody knew what he did. Hallelujah. And the first evidence of God's unseen eyes is a man called Elijah. He said, Oh, you found me, oh, my enemy. You see, God knows what you do in your bedchamber. God knows what you're talking about at your dinner table. And God said, Ahab is around a certain point. Go there and meet him. He said, oh, you found me. The question is, you were never lost, honey. In God's economy, you're always found. He knows your number. He knows your address. He knows what you're doing. He knows what you're not doing. He knows where you live. And when he's ready, he'll send out a warrant for your arrest. And you can't evade him. You can't even avoid him. When he's ready, he will say, this is the hour. And so, God let him off the hook for a while. Do one more chance. He sinned again. And hide his sins. Now he's going to battle. He, he slapped the man of God and put him in prison. The man of God said, well, okay. 
If you come back in peace, then I know God didn't send me to talk to you. In other words, if you can get away with what you're doing right now, Amen. Then there is no God. If you can continue what you're doing, and nobody else knows what you're doing but you alone, then there is no God. But if there is a God, there's a record kept. Because Revelation 20 says, And the books were opened. It's the book of recall. The book of remembrance. When God brings you back to face the record of a deed and a life. And so Ahab went to battle. He thought he could evade God and the prophet. And you may, you may, you may fool the church. You may fool your wife and your husband and your kids. But you can't fool God. You may fool your workmates and your companions. Fool even the RCMP. Fool the government. And do all and get away with it. And never get caught. But you can't fool God. On your way out, you have to face Him. And so here he goes to battle. And while he's fighting, the Bible says, God stirred up the enemy against him. And said, don't fight anybody else but Ahab. You know what Ahab did? He disguised himself. Somebody should have told him, you may hide from man, but you can't hide from God. He knows your name. He knows your height, your weight, your biostatistics. He you knows all about it. He you knows where you're headed. And he can send out an arrow of judgment to find you. And here he is going to battle. He's all disguised. Just like somebody else, he took a new identity so it wouldn't be him. Hello. And while he's riding, this was no chance, friend. A man running for his life couldn't explain what he was doing. He took an arrow, stopped for a moment, pulled that arrow, and let it go, and kept on running. That man to this day doesn't know that was the arrow of inquiry. It found God's man. And the boss of the arrow went up like a laser and just keep dagging in the sky and missed all the crowd, went through the, 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 the groups and went right to Ahab and hit him in the fifth rib and knocked him right in his heart. He died. He died like the prophet says he would. What happened? He could not disguise himself from God. What make you think you can? What make you think you can hide behind excuses? What make you think alibi is enough for you and me to escape God's righteous judgment? There is no hiding place. I'm not talking about a witch. I'm talking about God who sees and knows everything. The difference between a, a surviving Christian and a falling Christian is one recognize one recognizes that God is always present. God sees everything. He knows everything. He knows what's going on. You can't hide from him. Adam and Eve couldn't do it. Jonah couldn't do it. Ahab couldn't do it. Amen. The King David couldn't do it. What make you think he could? I read in years to come, Bible says in chapter six of Revelation. Go there in verse twelve to seventeen. The Bible speaks about a day coming, church. Now, we were just in Jasper a while ago. We saw beautiful mountains, tall and majestic and beautiful. I mean, I couldn't climb it if I wanted to. It's so beautiful with the sun covering on top of it. From a distance, it looks great. To be on it is another thing. 
But the Bible said there's coming a time in chapter 6 of Revelation when the Son of God is going to come in the sixth seal. And listen now. Men that are great, men that are rich, men that are chief captains, men that are mighty men, men that are prisoners, men that are free, are going to go to the rock. Now, here's the irony. Men like Baal, like the Balaam, is talking to rocks. And it's a rock, hide us. You and me talking to an inanimate rock. Say, hide us, fallen us from the face of Him that's coming and sit on the throne. Now, I'm talking about this generation who wear on their T-shirt, no fear. No God. I am God. There is no God. Can't imagine. In other words, greatness won't be a covering from God. Being rich and wealthy won't be a covering from God. Being a mighty man of sorts will not be able to cover you from the presence of Almighty God. Rich or poor, whatever your status is, will not be able to give you coverage from God. Every person are going to seek a hiding place. Hitler tried to hide himself in a bunker. He dug down deep, 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 several hundred feet down and committed suicide down there. He still had to face the God of the Jews. He still had to face it. I don't know if you know it, right now in Canada, the government have got dugouts of special places for their political leaders. When World War III starts, where they're going to hide. But James chapter 5 says it's going to be radioactive and corrupted. God says they're going to go into holes and I'm going to send serpents after them. They'll put their hands on the wall and a scorpion's going to bite them. There's nowhere to hide. So where can I hide? You can't hide behind a facade. You can't hide behind your money. There's no place to hide. Because David says, no matter where I go, God is there. So where can I go? Church, it's not, hope, it's not hopeless. There is a hiding place. When the flood came upon the world, that then was. And we were all kids of the survival of the flood. We came from Shem, Ham, and Japheth. That's where we came from. Yes, the Cushites went to Africa. The Shemites, amen, went to the Middle East. The Japhites went to Europe. You're all children of the survival of the storm that washed away thousands and millions who felt they could hide from God. And they built their own boats and they built their own castles. And they climbed the highest mountain and tried to escape the flood. But they could not escape the flood. The flood came and took them all away. The only person that were saved are those hiding in God's ark. I'm telling you this morning, folks, there is a hiding place. It's called the ark of the living God. When God designed it, He pitched it within and without. And anything in that place, my friend, can guarantee safety. I'm trying to tell you, friend, not only security, but blessed assurance. When God is yours, when God hides you, nobody can find you. When He hid the body of Moses and the vice of the serpent, the devil, He tried to find it. He couldn't find it. I'm trying to tell you, when God hides your sins, nobody can unearth it. 
When God hides your past, it cannot be brought to remembrance. There is a sea that's not on the geographic map. My friend, no Sputnik, no, no radar can find it. Because God said, I will remember it no more. I'm talking about a hiding place. You need a hiding place. But you can't build your own hiding place. I want to tell you, the rocks that they run to is not like my rock. My rock is called Jesus. Hallelujah. It's the rock of ages. It's the rock of salvation. When you hide in that rock, you are safe. You're the solid foundation. You may think we're stupid. You may think we're foolish. Hello? You folks, you're like the three little pigs. So you're building on, on straw, hiding behind the straw from the wolf. But the wolf can blow that over. You're hiding behind your stick house. But the wolf can blow it over. Hallelujah. He will huff and puff and blow it away. Well, honey... When he came to the old brick house, and he huff and puff, that pig said, I'm secure. You can blow all you want. I'm hiding in the right place. It cost me something to build this. But this hideout, it will not be worn out. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm hiding in the rock of ages. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nobody will survive the flames. But, amen, it takes time for the flames to burn them. But when the ancient of days step in that flame, amen, time shall be no more. Hallelujah. And they could not be burnt. I'm telling God, hide you in the den. The lions can't bite you. Amen. When you hide in the sanctuary, Joab can't stab you, honey. When you stay inside the sanctuary, you're safe. Because in the sanctuary, it's a safe hiding place where the avenger of blood can't come. I'm going to tell you, you need a hiding place. Your money can't hide you. Your gold and the silver are going to be turned to the bats and the mole. But oh, when you hide yourself under the blood of Jesus Christ, He put you in Goshen and the famine won't touch you and the storm won't get you because I'm hiding in Him. You're hiding safely in the rock of ages. Sodom, five cities, suffered. And only one city didn't. Called Zohar. The angel told Lot, Go and hide in Zohar. I'm telling the church members today, you need a Zohar for your family. So help me, God, my heart is burning for you. You're looking at me as if I'm coming from Funny Farm. But I think you're strange. I'm looking at you. I wonder how could you sit there and see the signs of the times coming? Are you not calling your kids home? Why aren't you calling your daughters and sons out from the field? Moraine is about to fall and burn up the crop of society and burn up prosperity. Disease is everywhere. Why aren't you scared? Why aren't you shaking? Tell you why? You think it's a joke I'm talking about. But Lot's son, Lot's daughter thought it was a joke. And his in-law thought it was a joke. And so they had to leave them behind. And they had no hiding place. When, the, when, the, when it came on them, they couldn't hide. They were burnt up. 
And the only people who survived were those who had the messenger told them, go to Zohar and hide in there. And you got protection. Only when God had you in His hand, nothing going to befall you. When God give you a hiding place, man, it's top security. No terrorist can get there. No serpent can find you. No arrow judgment can get to you. Because God knows how to hide you. You need a hiding place. When the storm comes, when the world is on fire, will they laugh at Lot? Lot had to leave him alone. Lot leave him alone. His wife went halfway. Halfway. But she just couldn't keep her eyes on the hiding place. She should have looked back on the place of perdition. And instantly she turned. You're a backslider right now, one day God knows your number. You're the first one in hell. The Bible says that, the fearful. You know what fearful people are? Backsliders. Know the truth, but won't buy it. Won't live it. Won't walk it. Won't go God's way. They're half going. Half foot in the world and half in the church. Look in the church and look in Demons have forsaken me, having loved this present world. But, oh, church, I'm going to tell you the guy called Paul. He told the Colossians, our life is in it, in Christ, in God. The 26th chapter of the book of Isaiah said, Come, my people, and hide thyself with my dead body shall they live and hide till the indignation be passed over I'm going to there's an escape route it's a prayer that can be accounted worthy to escape the things coming upon the world in that day there's going to be travail such as the world has never seen you need a hiding place and that place is not your workplace it's not your money it's not your family it's not sports it's not what you you're doing, you're going to get in the sanctuary. I'm giving you one more call. You need to run for your life. World War II, they were teaching kids how to run from Japanese invasion coming at them. When you hear the sound, they said, duck and hide. If you live in Arkansas, or in the deep south, you would be taught when you build a house, make provision for a hiding place. It's not if this thing is coming, volcano, and all these activities are coming at you. It's a matter of when. Amen. Tornado is coming, but we don't know when. And they teaches you, make sure when you hear the sound, run for your hiding place. Some people don't. And we see pictures of tragedy. Could have been, should have been. But they fail to move with fear. And they were caught on the upper level. And the tornado flattened that house. And they were destroyed. I'm asking you, how long halt you between two opinions? Make up your mind, don't be a lost wife. Jesus Christ used it 
There's a story that said, Remember Lot's wife. That little volume speaks a whole lot to me. He's telling you, you know the truth. You're on your way out, but you're looking back while running forward. You're going to trip up and die. I'm asking you right now, will you make up your mind and choose a hiding place? Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, quit just shouting. On that day, when you're running for your life, you're going to wish I was there to shout at you. You're going to wish the gang tag was one day still stretched out to you. When God shut the door and shut the window of opportunity, you're locked out. No, can't let you in. No. No, God, close it. They found a hiding place. The rock's going to see no hiding place down here. It was so crazy when a dumb ass spoke to a prophet who was backslidden and said, why are you hit me? I'm trying to save your life. Can you imagine the rocks talking? Every time I drive through Jasper, I'm reminded these rocks are going to speak. Jesus says, if you don't worship me, then the rocks would cry out. And by the same token, honey, a lot of you are not going to make it. I know it already. You are so absent now. You're obstinate. You're stubborn. You're just not going to make it. I preach to people like you. They're in their grave right now. They should have been in heaven. They could have been. But when they went, my friend, they had no covering. They had no covering. You see, Joab killed Abner like a fool. He said, Abner, Abner, you die like a fool die. Why are you dying this way, Abner? He was in a place of refuge. He was hiding. As long as you run in that city of refuge, your adversary cannot touch you. It's a hiding place where they can't come. They can't come through the gate. I'm protected. In, in McMurray Wood Buffalo Park, you cannot shoot a buffalo unless he crossed the fence. When you cross the fence of mercy, you're open season to the devil's arrow of divine wrath. Satan has come down with wrath, for he knows his days are numbered. And you are the object of his wrath because you know God loves you. And he wants to hurt God. He can't hurt God, so he hurts you. And if you're outside the fence, I drive down Highway 63, I see lots of grass, you know, lots of grass in the farmer's field. And hey, stacked up. And I can't believe it. I see cows push their necks through the wire fence and get out on the road going to Edmonton. Coming back, I see a dead cow in the ditch. He got hit. He could not be hit if he crossed the fence. I wonder how close are you to the line. Pastor, where is that line? To you, is it broad? Is it narrow? Where is that line, Pastor? How close am I? Not me. We were in Turkish Island, and they want to show us some sunk sinkhole. You know, I'm a coward. I'm a coward. I'm a living, survived coward. You guys, oh, I want to show you all the tourists go there. I'm not one of them. I'm not going down there. 
My wife going down, I thought, oh, poor Carol, what's wrong with her? I can't help her. She goes down, I'm not going down there for her. She stayed down by herself. Sorry, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm going home without you. She wanted to go down there. I don't want to know what's down there. I can see if I'm way up. I can't see a big hole. I don't know belong there. Hello. I want to ask you folks, what in hell do you want? Before I close, hallelujah, where can I go? There's a place in the rock. Jesus is that rock. I feel destined in this place. I feel some of you will not live to see next year in this building right now. You will not live to see next year. You're going to die this year. Your death is guaranteed. I want to ask you, why don't you ask the question, is it I? Is it I? And when your death comes, do you have a coverage? Will you be hidden in this pavilion? Satan could not find the body of Moses. Let me tell you where the body was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Would you stand? I'd make my calling and election sure. I am not threatening you. Satan hates this service. Guys, don't go outside. I'm talking. This is the most important part of this church service right now. Destiny is in question right here. Can anybody hear me? Where can I go to hide from God? We may hide from storms and hurricanes and tornadoes and bomb shelters. But you can't hide from the eyes of the Lord. He said, men shall seek death and shall not find it. Men shall desire to die and shall not die. But for the Christian, death hold no terror for us. Absent from this body, I am present with the Lord. <laughs> Would you bow your head? Whither shall I go from thy presence? Don't I fill the heavens and the earth? You think I cannot see? I'm declaring things which are not as though they are. Who can hide in a secret place from God? There's a place called a secret pavilion. Goshen is a place where there is no famine. And nobody dies in Goshen. And God said, Israel... You're going to survive this. You're going to survive the heartaches. Elijah, I'll prepare a hiding place for you. And when the famine comes, you will be safe. And church, beloved families of God, as a pastor, I'm appealing to you this morning. Would you purchase a hideout? Would you purchase a hideout?
while it's for sale. Will you walk down and cry out to God? Hide me, O God, rock of ages. I'm hiding in thee. Is there somebody here? You can't hide behind your money. You can't hide. They said they throw their money to the baths and their gold and their silver. And mighty men and rich men and poor men, beggar men and thief and liars and all. He knows where you are. The night and the light is a light to him. God hid Israel in the cloud and exposed Pharaoh. I'm calling you one more time before you say to the rocks, Fall on us. Hide us from the face. Oh, say in the rock.